Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Word Podcast. Uh, we're continuing our examination of the book of James. We're coming very close to the end of it, as a matter of fact. We're beginning chapter 5 right now. And so if you are reading along with me, that's great. Most of us aren't reading. Most of us are driving or, or running or in the gym, exercising, doing something like that. That's what you do with podcasts, right? I mean, that's what I do. There's three or four podcasts that I listen to uh, regularly that I try to keep up with. Uh, maybe more than that, four or five. Yeah, of course, there's about a dozen on my little podcast reader. <laughs> But I only get to about four or five of them. And so I'm doing it as I go about, you know, as you're just doing the mundane task of life sometimes. So I understand that. So listen carefully. This is James chapter 5. You know, you remember everything that he's been saying up at this point in time. He's showing these folks how to live, what they should be doing. Listen what he does here. He starts speaking to a group. And verse 1 says this, Come now, you rich. Uh-oh. So who's he speaking to? He's speaking to the rich, and he's saying, come here, come now. The idea being, hey, listen to what I'm about to say. Pay attention right here. Come, May your attention come this way. Now, when you start hearing some of these things, you're thinking, what in the world? Now, listen to this. Come now, you rich. Weep and howl for, for your miseries which are coming upon you. Well, if you just read this first verse right here, you're thinking, well, I don't understand that, which is the reason we read the totality of everything, right? <laughs> yeah. He's telling them something. Miseries are about to come upon you, and you're going to be weeping, and you're going to be howling because of these miseries. Well, why is that? Well, verse 2 tells us, your riches have rotted, and your garments have become moth-eaten. Now, just about everybody can tell of some example when they've lost money in one way or the other. Or we could point to things that have happened uh, within the United States nationally in times where people have lost investments and monies, uh, either by uh, what happened economically or what happened uh, in, in weather conditions and things like that, right? We understand that. Now, also, a lot of times people will say, well, this is speaking to the rich. I'm not rich. I hate to do this to you, but I got news for you. Every one of us is rich. Just by the fact that you have some form of a device to listen to me right now reveals that you're rich. Now, are there those that are richer than we are in the things of the world? Well, of course, yeah, I know what you mean by that. Had no problem with that. But, folks, we as individuals are richer than, I don't know what, 99% of mankind has ever been? I mean, seriously, think this through. Even the poorest among us are rich according to the standard of most of the world. And so this is really speaking to us. And he's saying something right here. He said, you know, your riches have rotted. Your garments have become moth-eaten. This is what's going to happen to them. Miseries are coming upon you. Well, let's just read on. He's going to tell why or what, why they're crying like this. Verse 3, your gold and your silver have rusted. <laughs> That's really interesting because gold and silver can't rust. Gold and silver don't oxidize in the, in the sense that iron does, okay? But he's, he's painting a picture right here. He said, even that which you think is uncorrodable. As a matter of fact, in the ESV and the Lexham translates that as corroded. Uh, the King James is great. Your gold and your silver is cankered. <laughs> cankered. In other words, it's corroded. Even, those, uh, th even those, those two don't corrode in that sense. 
he says, you're putting your faith and your trust in gold and silver, which you think will not corrode or rust away, but it will. Verse 3 continues, and their rust will be a witness against you and will consume your flesh like fire. Whoa. And this is not even the end of verse 3 yet. What is he talking about? He said, this gold and this silver is going to be a witness against you, and it's going to consume your flesh like a fire. The reason being they're putting their faith and their trust in the gold and silver. Okay? They're putting their faith and their trust in that, and that is going to wind up being corroded, in other words, of being of no value, of no use, and it will be a witness against them. Then the end of verse 3 ends with this sentence. It is in the last days that you have stored up your treasure. Huh. It is in the last days that you have stored up your treasure. Let me see what these other ones say. The ESV says, you've laid up treasure in the last days, okay? Lexham, you've stored up treasure in the last days. King James, you have heaped up treasure for the last days. See, that's actually the King James is a little clearer right here. The idea is that you are heaping forth gold and silver for the last days, either the last days of your life, okay, or the last days sort of from the perspective that we understand them even more so now, that things are evil is increasing, that you need to be prepared. Now, there is nothing wrong with being prepared, okay, nothing wrong at all. As a matter of fact, I have a, a friend that uh, asked me when I first met him one day, we went out to eat, and he said, uh, Hey, do you do you believe in preppers? And I went, what? He said, preppers. I said, oh, you mean like people that prep and prepare and get ready for things? He said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, well, sure, there's nothing wrong with that. Now, of course, it gets perverted. It gets twisted and all this kind of stuff. And people can get consumed by anything, right? But there's nothing wrong with storing up things in preparation for days ahead. And you say, well, why in the world is he talking about them related to this? Well, let's go to verse 4. We're going to see an example. And then we'll be out of time, it looks like. And uh, we'll continue next time, okay? Verse 4, he says, well, again, verse 3, it is the last days that you've stored up the treasure. Behold, verse 4, the pay of the laborers who mowed your field and which has been withheld by you cries out against you. And the outcry of those who did the harvesting has reached the ears of the Lord of Sabbath, the Lord of Sabbath, the Lord of hosts. Well, there's what the issue is. The rich had become rich at the expense of others. Now, you'll hear uh, particularly progressive and liberal mindsets say things like that, and they actually mean it in a perverted way. And honestly, folks, they just don't know what they're talking about, okay? But here what was happening is very cut and dry. They had uh, promised to pay laborers to mow the field. They had gotten laborers to harvest their fields, and the cries of these people were crying out to the Lord because the rich had withheld the payment. They had promised them pay, and they did not pay. They did not follow up. And God is saying, hey, the Lord of hosts hears this. That's the reason he's warning. Come now, you rich. Weep and howl for miseries are coming upon you. He is warning them that the riches you depend upon, the riches that you have gotten because you have not been dealing honestly with other people, those things are going to rust away. Those are going to corrode away, and they're literally going to consume your flesh. The stuff that you've saved up for the last days and all that kind of stuff is going to come back, 
and it is going to be your downfall. Tell you what, folks, I think this is quite a word for us today because uh, you see it in so many different ways. Uh, I'll, I'll give you a quick example right now. Uh, the church where I'm sitting right now just had a, uh, a large denominational meeting, okay, worldwide. And uh, they were dealing with several subjects, okay. This was a meeting many years in the planning. And uh, they had it developed the strategy as to how they would talk about things, how they would approach issues. And it was fine. That was great. And so they took a vote as to, okay, what are the most important issues? Uh, do you think, and there were several of them. I don't know how many, maybe a dozen, 15, 20. And uh, if you think this is of high priority, just vote yes. If you think it's low priority, vote no. After they did that, they computerized it all. And the thing that had the highest priority, that's what they started with. Well, that's cool. No problem with that, right? It's just a smart way to get things done. The thing that was of the highest priority of an organization of the body of Christ is really dealing with difficult issues was this. What are we going to do with the pensions? How are we going to handle the pensions? we got to make sure that the money's okay. When I saw that vote, I thought, well, that right there ought to reveal some things, shouldn't it? We'll see more about this right here, but be known. Let this be known. We are rich, and we have a role and a responsibility of how we handle the blessings that God's given us. Again, I'm Dale. We'll talk more about this next time.